You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 14. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It, a weekly podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown. Just a few announcements, the show notes for this week's episode. Um, I always call them announcements, but they're really just like reminders. Um, the show notes for this week's episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com slash 14. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at howdoes underscore she do it. Same name for both Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to join the email list to get information about events happening or upcoming episodes, feel free to join the email list by visiting howdoesshedoitpodcast.com or you can like the show po- show the show page on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash how does she do it podcast. And if you ever have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to send an email to Tiffany at how does she do it podcast.com and I will answer your questions if you like on the hashtag ask Tiff segment. So feel free to send them that way. And I look forward to receiving your questions and comments. And of course, thank you for your ratings and reviews. If you haven't had a chance to leave a rating or review yet in iTunes or on Stitcher, please um, visit the, you can visit the website or you can visit iTunes or Stitcher to leave a review there, preferably five star. And I will read the reviews on the show. So hopefully we can get to 30 reviews in the next month, and I appreciate your your support in advance. As you can tell, this is the first week back from a little break, so I'm a little rusty and tripping over some of my words, but just ride with me. I appreciate you. This week's Just My Thoughts are um, dedicated to the very interesting, I guess, experience that I had on New Year's Eve. So it was a very, it literally happened over the course of two minutes, but Boo and I were on our way to our friend's house to celebrate New Year's and we got pulled over. So if you're anything, if most people, I think, regardless of what's happened in the news or has happened in the news recently, you get a little tense when you get pulled over. For me, it's I can you know go back to the days of me getting my first car and getting pulled over. My heart jumps into my throat and I start sweating. I'm immediately trying to just calm myself down. But this time when we got pulled over, it felt really, it felt really, really different. Like I, I immediately tensed up, but way more than usual. Usual. I was like, it was almost like I was ready for a fight and I was preparing for something, something bad to happen, even though I know that the likelihood that everything was going to be okay. And let me just skip to the chase, the end of the story. Everything worked out fine, but my, it was the emotions that I was experiencing while it was happening just made me very, very aware of how much we, how much I, at least speaking for myself, have been impacted by the stories about police and black people and, you know, minorities in this country. So we get pulled over, um, you know, the officer comes to the window, he shines a flashlight into the car. And my first thought is, I, number one, I wanted to make sure my hands were visible. At, before he even got to the car, I had turned my cell phone over 
and switched it to record. Not it, I wasn't holding it up. It was sitting on my lap and it was switched to record. And I actually just watched the video before um, I watched. I, I started recording today. And um, I put my hands in my lap. I kept them there consistently and um, and made sure that they were visible, at least in my from my perspective. Um, Boo turned on both overhead internal lights inside the car. And he was as cool as a cucumber as he always is. He also, you know, works in law enforcement. So this wasn't really anything that would really, you know, get him, have him concerned or worried in any way. For me, on the other hand, I was just like, I was like my I felt myself clenching my teeth. I felt my jaw like tighten. I felt my shoulders hunch. And even as I looked at the as I just looked at the video, I could see my eyebrows just furrowed and just like my face is just tight. And the conversation, the interaction lasted for less than two minutes. It was very cordial. It was very respectful. It was fine. It was the way most, I think, interactions with police probably go. There was no ticket involved. There was no kind of, um, you know, Boo had to get out of the car to get his wallet because it was in the back seat in his jacket. That part freaked me out. I was like, oh, my God, he's out of the car. But again, there was nothing in about the actual interaction that made me that was for that gave me reason to worry it was all it was in my mind it was what i brought to that interaction and so it really just reminded me that in in interactions with police or with anyone that a lot of times things go sometimes are things go the way that they do or do not go because of what we are all assuming about the situation assuming about the interaction and um and sometimes it's there's no reason to be worried there's no reason to be concerned and um, and again this is not to say that things have not obviously gone very wrong for a lot of people in this country related to police interactions i believe last year over a thousand people had been killed by police officers and again that's not to say that all of those interactions were the police's fault or the you know the in, the victim's fault They're, i'm not making an indictment on that it's those numbers one way or the other however i think what i realized just for my own my own feelings during that situation it was it was i was bringing something to the interaction that was the result of things that i had seen and that i observed and um just be mindful of that when you interact with people on a on a daily basis because you don't know if you're not conscious of it then you might be bringing something to a situation and altering the way that that situation might go based on thoughts or preconceived notions or attitudes that the other party or parties might not even be aware of. So um, that was how I went into New Year's Eve. And by the time we drove away, I had forgotten about, like I I was, I had moved on, but it really, it stuck with me because of how visceral my, my response was in the moment. So those are just my thoughts for this episode. In preparing for this week's episode, I listened to the first episode of the podcast, and I just want to take a moment to say thank you. If you've been listening to me ramble for the last 13, now 14 episodes, I appreciate your support. If you jumped in in the middle, if this is your first episode, I appreciate you very, very much. Um, So I listened to the first episode, and I wanted to see 
I wanted to get take a get a almost like a take a temperature for what I had set out to do and kind of think about what I had done so far. And in the first episode, I talked about the idea of gaining awareness as I as I've grown more into my into adulthood, so to speak, gaining more awareness of the intersection of my values and different parts of my life, and basically coming to the conclusion that I wanted to exist in this world as a whole person and not be defined by one aspect of who I am. And also the idea that um, being grown is hard and recognizing that it takes deliberate thought and effort to to develop in the way that you see fit in the way that you want and not just, you can't just let every day kind of happen to you, but you have to take some time to be aware and to, to make plans and to try and do certain things to kind of impact the way that you're operating and moving in the world. And although, you know, it's 2016, it's not new year, new me, it's new year, same me, same objectives, just, uh, you know, the calendar year changes and I'm just looking to kind of maybe like renewed energy and just looking to looking forward to the things that are to come in this year for me. Um, but in thinking about how the new year has rolled up on us, I think I'm still asking that question, why is being grown so hard? <laughs> and that's because as I think about the things that I want to do this year, the things that I've, you know, that I'm I'm bringing with me, so to speak, from last year that I wanted to continue to work on, um, I recognize that I won't be able to ever answer that why is being grown so hard. But I wanted to take this episode to talk about my kind of approach, the way that I'm trying to approach 2016 and talk about what I've called the four corners of my life. And so just to go back a little bit, I may have mentioned in, in a previous episode, I founded a coaching company in 2015 um, called Four Corners Coaching. And I named it Four Corners because I broke down being grown slash adulthood slash life in kind of four different buckets or corners, as I called them, personal development, health and wellness, professional success, and relationships. So personal development can include just like your own healing, your own emotional well-being, um, finances, just doing things for self-care, health and wellness. I relate that to physical health as well as spiritual and mental health. Um, personal, professional success is about your career development, changing direction, making sure that you're doing things that you're interested in and going forward and, and how to navigate certain challenges related to that. And relationships, not just boothang relationships, but also relationships with your family, relationships with your um, with your friends, with people in your life, with bosses, those kinds of things. So when I developed the, the, um, the, when I founded the company, I had a logo designed and I wanted the logo to reflect the intersection of these corners as I see it. And the idea behind the intersection as, and I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but that, you know, these four areas that I've outlined are not necessarily, one is not necessarily more important than the other. And, but sometimes one area might require a little bit more time and focus or attention than the other. So for example, if your career is on a really great track, but you feel like you're having, you're struggling in the relationship area, then that is the corner that you work on. And, and so, to, and you know, if you, or if you want to work on improving your health and wellness, then that area might require a few, some more planning and some more accountability than let's say your relationships are concerned because you're, you know, you're happy in the, in the space that you're in. 
and I'll, I'll put in the show notes the um, my logo so you can see it, so you can get get an idea of what I'm talking about. But when I'm thinking about, as I was approaching this year and thinking about the things that I want for myself, I kind of went back to those four air, those four corners, and I have a number of goals within each of those those four corners. But what I really want to talk about is how to actually make progress on the goals that that we that we set. So for example, for health and wellness, and for me, like I mentioned, this includes physical health and spiritual health. I One of my goals for this year is to cut down on the amount of processed food that I eat and transition to a more whole food-based diet. So this includes, um, you know, eating more vegetables, eating meat, like eating less red meat, eating, not eating fried chicken or pizza or those kinds of delicious things that um, as often as I, as I do now and reducing the amount um, that I eat of those kinds of things, you know, eliminating canned things that are just not really good for you. So like my friends have been judging me for eating canned string beans. I personally love the way canned string beans taste because whatever that salty preservative deliciousness that they put in there, I think it's really good, but it's probably something I could avoid. You know, I could not, I could not eat. I could go without eating. Um, Dairy is something also that I need to cut out. So anyway, I talked about some of the challenges that I have related to eating um, and that I think people generally have related to eating healthy in um, episode five. But um, one of the other areas, one of the other goals I have for um, in health and wellness is increasing the amount of time I spend praying every day. Uh, financially, I have a goal and I've included this in my goal for both professional success and personal development is to eliminate my credit card debt in less than two years. I also want to increase the amount of money that I earn annually. So those are, those are the goals that I have set for myself. And I think that they are good starting points. And I think that many of us set goals that kind of sound something like this. Like I, you know, like the generally I want to do these kinds of things, but what I found that I've been missing in my own pursuit of some of these goals are the effective systems and processes and habits that I need to actually bring those goals to fruition. So for example, I would say about two years ago, early, sometime in the first half of 2014, I had I set a fitness goal for myself. My, mind you, I had just Boo and I had just met and he's really, really big into fitness. So I was like, okay, this might be a good way for me to get well and get get into fitness. So I was like, okay, great. I have somebody who can encourage me, who can teach me how to do different things, who can keep me accountable. So my fitness goal, now don't laugh and don't judge me, but I wanted a bigger butt. I wanted thicker thighs and tighter thighs. And I wanted more defined arms. So I've been skinny all my life. I have a athletic frame, if you if you will, but I've always been kind of loose, like that loose skinny. So my muscles weren't really toned and, you know, and I was tired of it. I was tired of having arms that look just like straight noodles and I wanted to have a little bit more, um, you know, more definition in my body. And since then, I started going to the gym with a pretty free, with relative consistent consistency, I started going to the gym about three to four days a week, sometimes five when I was feeling fancy, but doing too much most of the time. And at the gym, I don't do a lot of cardio. I lift weights pretty regularly. I do, you know, I'm on the squat machine. I'm doing leg lifts. I'm doing all these different curls and shoulder presses and all that kind of stuff. So 
in addition to lifting weights more regularly, I was also increasing the amount of food that I ate and not really consciously, but I w- I'm already a greedy person. And then my appetite just kind of kicked into high gear when I started working out a little bit more. So over the course of time, I've put on a pretty good amount over the last, I could say, year and a half. I've put on a good amount of muscle weight. And what I've noticed, I've noticed you know, visible changes in my body. Other people have noticed visible changes in my body. I think I look pretty good um, considering what I think I, what I used to look like and where I look now. And I've seen progress. And in thinking about that, I realized that it wasn't the goal of getting a bigger butt and getting and wanting, you know, bigger thighs and more defined arms that have, that got me here, but it was the habit it was the process, it was the system that I kind of put in place in order to get me to where I am now. And I guess the the point of me saying that is, is that this is not a shot at setting goals, right? Because I talked about goal setting in the last episode. I talk about goal setting, goal setting often. But it's a more about recognizing that the goal is only one part of the equation. It's about getting to a point that you are taking systematic action towards achieving what that goal is. And without me even really realizing that I was doing it, I ended up creating a system by which I could achieve that goal that I set out to achieve in the very beginning. So it involved me figuring out what time I was going to wake up in the morning. It involved me figuring out on what days I was going to do certain types of exercises. It involved me figuring out what kind of changes I needed to make in my diet to put on the weight. I didn't make the changes in my diet to become necessarily a much as healthy as I would like to be, but that's another issue for another day. So I guess what, and and what I've found is that in doing kind of this backwards review of my progress towards this fitness goal of mine, I've realized that I've been doing what I'm reading and seeing in the literature. I've been developing the systems and the habits. And so if I can do that in one area of my life, I should be able to do that in another area of my life. And my guess is that there's probably something that you do with some regularity that you do with some, with almost without thought now, besides brushing your teeth and getting dressed in the morning, but something that you do in your life that you do regularly. And that in that process is the foundation for you developing systems that can help, that you can apply towards other goals that you're setting for yourself. So as I closed out the year, I got an email from Ramit Sethi, who is the, he wrote the book, I Will Teach You To Be Rich, and has developed a number of really, really great programs. I've signed up for, I've taken more than one of his programs, haven't actually always applied everything that he has um, recommended, and that's not a reflection on him, it's more a reflection of of myself and my goals and kind of where I was at the time, but the the most recent thing that I took uh, is a short web-based course called The Finisher's Formula, and he outlined three skills that people who achieve their goals and who actually, um, you know, get from where they say they want to be to where they actually want to be, he outlined three th- these three skills. And the three skills are deliberate planning, habit formation, and deep focus. And as I listened to a lot of what he said, a lot of it made, it made a lot of sense. And I think that as you look over your life, you can probably find instances where you implement deliberate planning, habit formation, and deep focus on something that you're working towards or working on. And 
So, for example, as I, I took this, I signed up for this course because one of the things that I have been struggling to finish is I've been, quote unquote, writing a book for almost a year and it's not done yet. Why isn't it done? Because I have not been deliberate and intentional about actually writing it. I have not, I've set a time aside to write, but I don't stick to it. I start, or I think what's worse is that I wait for the inspiration to start writing it. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that um, later. I've also been wanting to save more money, pay attention to my spending, and pay down my credit card debt. And until about a month ago, I hadn't, it hadn't really been happening. And it wasn't happening because I hadn't, I had set these goals, but I hadn't put in the systems into play that need, that I needed in order to make these things happen. And I'm going to talk specifically probably in the next few episodes about the my financial kind of the journey that I'm on right now with my finances. I say all that to say, as we start this new year, I think there are a few things that we should consider doing if we're serious about achieving these goals that we've set for ourselves, especially if we're talking about these new re- these New Year's resolutions or whatever it is that you have rolled into 2016 from last year, like I have, as you work to achieve these goals for yourself. So the first thing I think we need to do is develop systems and processes, processes, depending on, you know, what I think side of the pond you come from. If you want to make the vision real, don't talk about them the the goals generally, but spell out how you are going to make it happen. If I want to continue to define these, you know, future Angela Bassett slash Michelle Obama arms, I can't talk about going to the gym. I can't talk about the dumbbell curls that I need to do. I have to actually figure out what am I going to do to make this thing happen. And I know that that part is scary. The planning, the idea of having to break down the goals that you set for yourself because it's kind of fun and it's like it's sexy to set this you know I want to do xyz and it's like even after you say something you kind of get a little boost you get a little bit of satisfaction and the hard part comes when you have to actually start figuring out the work that needs to do- to get done to figure out and to get to that goal you just gotta you gotta do the work and when you plan and you focus on a process each day, you don't get overwhelmed by the fancy goal because the fancy goal is sometimes it's scary. Sometimes the goal itself can shut you down if you don't visualize how you can work to get there. And this might be a little counterintuitive, it's actually not counterintuitive, but if you don't spend time focusing on the goal itself, but you spend time focusing on the tangible steps in the process to get to the goal, it can move you along a little bit better. Um, Another thing that we need to do is to commit to that process that we've actually um, outlined for ourselves and try it out. I am guilty of trying something and then the minute I hit a bump or the minute it gets a little hard, I'm like, oh, this didn't work. This is stupid. Um, And if if I've fallen short somehow, I start to blame myself. I start talking about myself badly. And then I say, you know what, that attempt was a failure. And I just move past it, I move on, or I just stop working towards whatever that thing I was working towards until I get another burst of motivation or inspiration. And that's not things, things don't get done that way. Things do not get done if we only wait to be moved by the, the, by motivation and inspiration. And that kind of goes to my, my last, one of my um, last points is that 
if we rely on motivation, willpower, or these moments of create creativity, we will always be looking for that next moment. We'll always be looking for that next piece of motivation. Motivation comes and goes. Willpower comes and goes. Creativity, feelings of inspiration come and go. They are often external to us and they're not consistent. But if we want to achieve anything really, consistency is key. Being able to look back and to rely on something that's tangible, something that you can look to and say, okay, this is what I need to be doing next. Those are the things that will move us from point A to point B. And it's also important to remember that progress happens in small, consistent steps. It does not happen overnight. And this example, and I keep, I'm going to keep coming back to this example because for me, it's the most tangible and the, the most real in my life right now. But it took me almost two years to gain some form of skinny woman curves. And it, it, two years is a, is a pretty good amount of time. But as the, as the process was going on, I was not, I got discouraged. There were times where I was like, this is not happening fast enough. Why don't my legs look like this girl? Why don't, you know, why isn't this happening? But I would come back to the fact that I was showing up every day, that I was putting in the work on a consistent basis. And then when I look back two years ago to now, I see the progress. If I look between, you know, last last month and now, I might not be able to see that much progress. But when you take the long-term view and don't take the view that you have to see progress every single day or every single in you know very you know short increments of time then you'll recognize that there's a bigger picture that there is it's a long-term vision that you're working on and if you are working on it working at it every day you'll rec- you'll remember and it'll become more habitual for those uh, for you to take those small steps for you to take those consistent actions and i and i just and it frustrates me sometimes when i think about it because i know that i'm capable of making incremental progress. You are capable of making incremental progress in your life. You have at least one example, I promise you. If you sit down and think about it, there's at least one thing that you can point to in your life that you have made progress on. And that system, that foundation that you have, that you used to make progress in that area of your life, it can be applied elsewhere. So be, be one of the, the speakers in Ramit's course, he mentioned that we should become observers of ourselves. So take a step back and say, you know what, what is working? What is not working? And make adjustments as necessary because nothing is going to be perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect system as we, God, we live in America. We know that that's not the case. So every time you hit a road, a, a roadblock or a speed bump, it doesn't mean that you have to chalk the whole thing. Take time to step back and say, you know what? Okay, well, what has been working to this point and why isn't this, this thing working? working right now. And I think that by approaching our goals from a more granular perspective, have the big goal, set that goal, but then figure out what do you need to do to get there. Think about those, that deliberate planning, that habit formation, and that deep focus that you will need in order to get to that to that place. And I think that you can find when you implement the systems, you implement the processes, and you adjust some of those habits, you will be able to see more progress towards the things that you want for yourself If instead of just sitting and, and looking at that big goal and not really knowing how to, go, how to get there or what to do next. So that's just my hope. That's, my, those, that's the way I'm planning to approach my 2016. That's how I'm trying to approach the goals that I've set for myself, some of which I've talked about here today, and I have many more um, that, I'm, that I'm working on. 
And I encourage you to try and do the same. Think about the processes that you have in your, in your, um, that you all have already implemented successfully in your life and think about how you can translate that into some of the goals that you've set for yourself for this year. And let's make 2016 dope. Like, let's just be dope this year. Let's continue to be dope. This is not a new year and new you. It's new year, renewed focus on the things that you want to get done for yourself. Let's go be fly. So just a quick recap of the um, way to approach our achieving our goals this year. Develop systems and processes that will help make your vision and goals more real. Don't talk about them generally, but basically be about them and spell out how we're going to make it happen. Number two, commit to a process or system and try it out. Make adjustments where you need to, but it's okay if you need to make adjustments, but you have to commit first and foremost. Third, remember that progress progress happens in small consistent steps it doesn't happen overnight it's going to take time and don't expect to see huge amounts of growth from day to day but check in with yourself make adjustments where needed and just remember to keep moving forward even if those steps are small and incremental and lastly don't rest and rely strictly on motivation or willpower, those moments of creativity or inspiration, because those things are fleeting. They'll come quickly and they'll go just as quickly. But when you develop consistency, can develop habits that you can rest on, then you won't have to look for things that are going to pass you by quickly in order to feel motivated to do what you need to do. We can just get it done. And that is all I have for this episode 14 of How Does She Do It? Thank you again for rocking with me until this point. I am going to read a review from hashtag Lawyer Life. The title says Fabulous. It says this podcast is easy to listen to with the right amount of lighthearted stories mixed with profound life lessons. As a young professional woman, I can relate to a lot of what Tiffany discusses. Also, her style of presenting is effortless and entertaining. I feel like I'm listening to one of my girlfriends chat about her life. Great po podcast. Highly recommended. Thank you. Hashtag Lawyer Life. I really appreciate it. And I really just like running my mouth. So I appreciate you all for listening and appreciating the things that I share with you. We are on this journey together. And I just continue to hope that we can grow this year. And um, like I said, make 2016 an excellent year. If you have any suggestions for topics, any questions for the hashtag Ask Tiff segment, please feel free to email them to Tiffany at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. If you haven't already, please don't hesitate to leave me a five-star rating and review in the iTunes store or on Stitcher. And I appreciate your support so far. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.